0: It's my privilege to minister today, and um, I get really blessed to um, probably wrap up the MOVE series. It's been a great theme. Uh, The MOVE series, it was part of Shouts uh, theme, and it was all about Moses, or God telling Moses to get the people moving. God wants us to move. And you know, life is moving. The years are moving. I just had my 70th birthday. So yeah, the years are moving. Uh, my husband's just had his uh, 70, uh, 72nd birthday, and he said, Helen, we might only have another 20 years left. So, but they're gonna be 20 full years, 20 full years of serving Jesus, proving him again and again and again. So as we move, God moves. So um, the theme for Shout was Exodus 14, 14 and 15. Just to remind you, the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Doesn't matter what you're facing, God wants to fight for you. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. So God wants us to keep moving and today I want to preach about moving in response to the prophetic voice of God, that we have a God that speaks. You know, He speaks into our lives. He loves to tell us who we are, what He's got in store for us, His promises, His direction for us. But we've got to learn to listen Because if we just move on our own ideas, it's not going to be as fruitful as if we listen to the prophetic voice of the Lord. I love the prophetic voice of the Lord. When I follow the prophetic voice of the Lord, things happen. Things shift. Things move. Fruit happens. We increase comes. And I want to encourage you today to move on the prophetic voice of God. Come on tonight, Today, you're going to hear God speak into your life. So let's move in response. God wants to speak and reveal things we cannot see or understand in the natural. Um, I just think of the songs that equipers are writing. uh, To all those writers, what profound words in the song. And when we think of promises, it says, when God speaks, I will follow with heart and soul. Can you say that? When God speaks. I'll follow with heart and soul. Help me see that your ways are not like my own. Holding on to the promises, seeing what's in the future and the now. Help me see uh, your ways are not like my own. I'm believing in what you said. I'm trusting when it doesn't make sense. I believe in your promises. Come on, when we hear God speak, we're going to follow with heart and soul. So we need to move in response to what God says, to his voice. You know, God has spoken from the beginning of time. He spoke he spoke prophetically and the world came about. All the beautiful creation that we see. He spoke and He brought mankind out of the dust. He breathed life into us. God wants to speak into your situation tonight. He wants to encourage you. He wants to lead you. He wants to direct you. He wants to give you the abundance of His heart. And we've got to say, yep, yeah, God, speak. Come on, the prophetic voice or words of God interrupt our natural thinking and show us a preferred future. God speaks, why? So we can make a move in the right direction. How many people wanna move in the right direction? Wherever you might be in the world, you know, we wanna move in the direction that God has for us because that's the most fruitful place we can be. Do you know, God speaks to show. He wants to show us things we don't know or haven't yet seen or discovered. I love it when God unwraps things to my heart, when he shows me things I would never have thought of. They would never have crossed the imagination of my mind apart from the Spirit of God. You know, he wants to reveal who we are, what we carry, what we're purposed to do. Do you know sometimes even God warns us of things to come so we can prepare so we can follow, so we can counteract any attack of the enemy. So God wants us to move on his prophetic direction. I had a dream, and it was a revelation. I had a dream of a friend who lived far away over on the other side of the world, and God showed me in the dream, or in the dream, she passed away. And I'm like, God, what's that about? What's happened But the Spirit of God was speaking to me. I knew it wasn't because I had a lot of pizza to eat or, or, you know, just a bad dream. I knew it was the Spirit of God quickening me, alerting me. So I went to the, the intercession group that I was part of and I said, we've got to pray. There is a health threat against this young woman the enemy is trying to take her out but God has shown us he's warned us so we can pray a better future we can pray that threat off her life so we prayed do you know four months later she was struck with meningitis she should have passed away but did anyone expect that no not at all but God showed people showed me in a dream You know, so many miles away, four months before it happened. Why? So we could pray and take authority and follow the prophetic direction and revelation of God. This is called prophecy. Revelation of things to come plus a promise. There was a promise that she would be well. So prophecy is the voice of God speaking directly into our spirit. Come on, God wants to speak into your future. I see it like a special delivery. When I've received prophetic words, they come, they interrupt, they just land on my doorstep. So how many people love special deliveries? Maybe in COVID, you got some special deliveries. Things landed on your doorstep. Maybe, you know, it was your groceries or a gift from somebody who was thinking of you. For the mothers, on Mother's Day, the church left a gift on your doorstep. And I see prophecy like a special delivery, something that God lands on me. And I have had several of those, like burdens for other countries. And then God has woven them together. Was I expecting it? No. Was I surprised? Yes. But I've learned to discern the voice of God. And God is here today. He's speaking. He's quickening. You're gonna go out from the service today or wherever you might be, receiving a word in season. So get ready for your special delivery. Prophecy stirs faith. It says it's a quickened word. What does quicken mean? That hope rises. There's an anticipation. There's something good about prophecy that we're gonna enter into a bigger space in God. So it's a quickened word. It leaps out at us it catches us by surprise but we go like that's it that's the wow word that's the aha word that's the answer word and it releases hope into our heart maybe our heart beats faster with excitement and anticipation for a better future that's guaranteed not just for us but for other people in the world as well prophecy comes and just bears witness that god has spoken That's a word from God. God has spoken. And it can be a prediction of what will happen in the future, but it always contains a promise. So in Genesis 6, we're going to look at Noah from 5 to 7. It said, God saw that human um, was out of control. People thought evil, imagined evil, evil, evil. This is the message version. From morning to night, God was sorry that he had made the human race in the first place it broke his heart. God said, I'll get rid of my ruined creation. Make a clean sweep. People, animals, snakes, and bugs, birds, the works. I'm sorry I made them. God's heart was so troubled by the state of the world. And God wanted to make a clean start. You know, the earth was self-destructing. You know, there was violence, there was corruption. And God said, Uh, to Noah. He shared with Noah his heart, his sorrow. So he predicted what was going to happen, but he made a promise that there was going to be a fresh start. He was going to start all over again. Maybe you're here today and you need a fresh start. Maybe you need God to paint a new picture for you. Maybe we've seen life only in one form, but God wants to give us a fresh picture of what he is able to do, and he wants to speak directly into our heart. It's time to get a God picture for your life. So God wants to interrupt the same old, same old that sometimes we get caught up in. Come on, life with Christ is exciting. Life is exciting when our God speaks into our spirit. It will give us vitality. So God speaks to Noah to warn him of what is going to happen. And we pick it up from verse 13. God said to Noah, it's all over. It's the end of the human race. The violence is everywhere. I'm making a clean sweep. Build yourself a ship from Teakwood. Make rooms in it. Coat it with pitch inside and out. Make it 450 feet long, 75 feet wide and 45 feet high. Build a roof for it and put in a window 18 inches from the top. Put in a door on the side of the ship and make these decks, three decks, lower, middle and upper. I'm gonna bring a flood on the earth that will destroy, ev- destroy everything alive under heaven. Total destruction. But I'm gonna establish a covenant with you. You'll board the ship, and your sons, your wife and your sons' wives will come on board with you. You're also to take two of each living creature, a male and a female, on board the ship to preserve their lives with you. Two of every species of bird, mammal, and reptile. Two of everything. So as to preserve their lives along with yours. Also get all the food you'll need, imagine it, and store it up for you and them. Noah did everything God commanded him to do. So what God spoke to Noah, Noah moved on that prophetic word. And God wants to entrust to you and I his secrets. He wants to inform us. He wants to reveal to us things we're not aware of in the natural. This was a totally new picture for Noah. Had he ever seen rain? No, he had never seen rain. There had been no rain on the earth to that point. But Noah, in obedience, moved uh, according to that prophetic word. Something was awakened in his spirit. Something moved. And we've got to move in our spirit when God says something. And God spoke into Noah. And Noah began to operate and outwork that word. Come on, prophecy is about purpose. It's to take us somewhere. It's to take others somewhere. It's to show how good our God is. So first point is move on what moves you. Come on, what moves you normally determines an attitude or action. Sometimes we're moved the wrong way and we operate with anger and fear but God wants us to move in a godly way to build a structure and build thought patterns that glorify Him. Our prophetic directive is to move us to construct godly structures by building firm foundations of faith. What's God saying to us? What is God showing to us? Noah listened to God's voice and moved to build the ark. You know, this took years. To build. They lived a lot longer in those days than we do, and it took him years to build it, maybe over a hundred. But I'm sure every time that Noah put a nail in, I'm believing in what you have said, I trust even when it doesn't make sense. I believe you're a good God and you've got a good future. I thank you, Jesus, that you're giving me a new start. You're giving me a new future, that you're saving my household. You're saving the world from corruption and evil and you're giving it a new start. When we move on what moves us, we build our ark internally. So Noah built a literal ark a boat, but when we move by the Spirit of God and what God says us, we are building an internal ark, an inner sanctuary of strength, of courage and conviction that will carry us to the promise and the fulfillment of the promise. And that's why we've got to reinforce what God has said to us and build inside of us the ark that glorifies God. Miracles happen when we move. Maybe things in our life would look different if we moved. God is always wanting to do a new thing. But to build an inner ark, a sanctuary, I love it. I'm building. Every time I believe, every time I say yes, every time I respond to the word of God, I'm building. I'm constructing something inside of me that glorifies God, that will go the distance to see the promise fulfilled. So to build an ark, or Noah, when he built an ark, the ark, he had some things on lock. He did a lot of repeating every day, a hundred years to build an ark. Reading, have we got things on lock that will build an inner ark of strength, of courage, of determination, of passion, of anointing within us. We need to get our Bible reading down, not out of law, but we've got that on lock. We're building that, we're hammering it, we're reading. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Are we praying and are we meditating? Do we have that on lock? Or do we wonder why we don't get to our promises? Because we don't construct what God has for us to do. Prophecy. You know, are we reinforcing? Are we looking at our prophecies and saying, yeah, I'm aiming in that direction? Praise. You know, there are seasonal songs. You might wonder why we sing songs sometimes over and over again. It's because they're prophetic. It's because they're hammering in the truth of what God is saying in the season. They are building into our lives what we need to endure and to be able to resist the enemy. Have we got humility on lock? That God, it's all about you. God, you are a good God. God, you've got so many good things for my life. Kindness, the way we treat others, have we got them on lock? Noah had the building on lock, on repeat. And eventually, it became visible. Mother Teresa had some statements, you know, and in spite of the climate, she had some anyway statements. I'm gonna do this anyway. Here they are. People are often unreasonable, irrational, and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of selfish, ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you are successful, you will win some unfaithful friends and some genuine enemies. Succeed anyway. If you are honest and sincere, people may deceive you. Be honest and sincere. Come on, don't fall over under pressure, build things into your life. What you spent years creating, others could destroy overnight. Create anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, some may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you did today will often be forgotten. Do good anyway. Give the best you have and it will never be enough. Give your best. Come on, we can reason things away, but God wants us to get things on lock. In the final analysis, it is between you and God. It was never between you and them. So we look to God and we want to honor the word of God, what he speaks into our spirit. Noah was breaking the sound barrier. He was breaking the sound barrier Every time he hammered a nail, he was prophesying. He was prophesying by his actions. He was prophesying by his choice. He was prophesying, prophesying to the new future. He was bringing a new sound, a sound of the move of God. Come on, sometimes we just need a fresh start. You know, others need a new start. And we can take them there as we follow the word of God. What instructions did Noah receive? Build me an ark. Will you build God an ark in your heart? What are you constructing? You know, we can build negatively on negative things, or we can build according to the word of God. And I want to show you a picture that as a child in kids ministry drew a comparison between their house and the house of God. So if that could go up on on the screen, because you know, all through life, things are being constructed in our life. And if we don't have the instruction of God, something else is instructing us. And this child drew this picture. Don't worry, it's not from Auckland. Okay, so there we are. We can relax. Their house, a house of evil. Look at the teeth on it. You know, look at the angry face. Look at the flames coming out of the head. And that's their experience. Something is built in that environment that's scaring that child. But look at the church. There's a smile on that church. You know, there are people in the windows. And so the difference... That's why we've gotta take people somewhere. That's why we've gotta take people on a journey. That's why we have to take our loved ones and do what we can to build something that they can travel to and find the power of God. What's instructing us? Social media. Don't use that for your identity. Enjoy it. Celebrate it. Celebrate other successes. But that doesn't determine who you are. You need to hear who God has said you are and we need to build it in the invisible. So we see that Noah stayed present. Noah was in the hall of fame. Hebrews 11 verse seven, by faith, Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household by which he condemned the world and became heir of righteousness, which is according to faith. Come on, Noah's hammer sounded day in, day out. Come on, what's the hammer of your life? What are you building? Are you building according to the environment around you or are you building according to the word of God? What do you need to hammer in? Come on, God wants us to build an ark that is strong, that has faith, that is dependent on the Lord that can endure the storms of life. Come on, we get the prophetic word, then we need prayer and action to move it to see the promise fulfilled. If we don't build structure, we don't build an ark, God can't move that promise to fulfillment if we bail out. So what number two is, move into the promise. God said to Noah eventually, come on, into the ark, you and all your household, because I have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. Come on, occupy that space. Come on, there is provision in the promise. There is protection in the promise. We've actually got to move ourselves by faith, in vision, in prayer, in prophetic, into the promise of God. And we've got to direct ourselves into that place because that's where grace is. That's where grace is. And we see that the rain, the heavens opened. The rain came down. But I love this thought that the rain that came down, well, I don't like the thought that it drowned the people, but it did drown the people. But the very same water that drowned those who didn't respond, God waited patiently, There was a hundred years where people could have responded and moved in faith and responded to the word of God, responded to the prophetic voice of the Lord that a flood was coming. But the same rain that drowned the people lifted the ark. It came down on the people, but it came under and it lifted because of the preparedness of the heart. That's the grace of God. 2 Peter 1, verse 19. So we have the prophetic word confirmed which you do well to heed, as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns. Come on, it gives light to us. But it says the same rain that came down upon the people lifted the ark. Okay, so God waited. God's waiting. But as we hammer, as we put into place, as we build that invisible ark of faith, Come on, we can invite people to come on board so that they can experience a new start. And we need to see God's favor. You know, Noah was told to coat it with pitch. And that was securing the commitment. You know, if they did not make it watertight, it would never have sailed from prophecy to promise. It would never have got there. And come on, as Christians, as God's people, wherever we are, We need to secure our commitment. Come on, God gave a rainbow to say, I'm never gonna flood the earth again. You know, what about our marriage? Have we sealed it with commitment? Have we sealed our relationship with God with commitment to build on a daily basis? And so Noah was told to cover it with pitch, to waterproof it so that ark could sail. Moses, his little basket, It was covered with pitch, why? So the promise that was towards Moses would reach fulfillment, that Moses as a baby wouldn't drown when he was put in that basket, but that little basket would take him to his destiny. What do you need to coat today? What do you need to seal in your heart? What needs to stick in your commitment? And God wants people to stick with their commitment, to stay the journey to hammer in the promises of God, to declare them by faith. It's like, God, you've said it, and I'm going to follow with heart and soul. So let's seal our promises and build that commitment. Number three is, and I will share this reasonably quickly, is to move in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Come on, God makes it easy. We make it hard. God has given you the anointing. There's an oil that flows in your life. What does oil do? It it, um, destroys strain, takes the strain out of things. It causes a flow. And I want to say to every person that's listening today that you've got an oil of anointing that flows in your life. You've got something more than the person that sits next to you. And I didn't need anybody to reveal to me, I have graces and gifts like you to carry the prophetic word of God. But I knew what the oil of anointing was on my life before anybody ever said anything. Why? Because the prophetic voice of God spoke to me. And it comes from Psalm 45 verse seven, you love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you, speaking of Jesus, but it applies to us, with the oil of gladness more than your companions. And I just knew that I had that oil of joy, that oil of gladness within my heart. Even if I go through a hard time, I'm not that far away from joy. Why? Because it's an innate choice that God has placed within my life. And it gives me the ability to take pleasure in even the smallest of things. It helps me to flow in an anointing. But He's given you something too, more than your companions. Maybe you've given got the anointing to organize, the anointing to lead. Come on, the anointing to give, it's an innate choice. And often we've sealed the oil of anointing on our life, because we're not following, because we're not hammering, because we're not looking to the prophetic word of God, and we're blocking the flow. But when we recognize the oil of anointing that's on our life, it will take us places with ease, with grace. And I loved it. It's like, yeah, people might say, well, you're very positive, Helen, but I can't help it. That's me, it's an anointing upon my life and it gives me faith and it gives me strategy to seek the Lord and to find a way that my vessel can sail and take others with it. But you have something too. Esther, Queen Esther, she had favour on her life. That was her oil of anointing. And if we look through the scriptures, she gained the King's attention more than Wherever she went, she attracted attention. She had the ability to go in before the king and the king accepted her. There was favour. She got favour in the house when she was anointed and and prepared to go before the king. And it says the king favoured her more than. But you have the X factor in you. You have the oil of anointing. Have you ever bothered wherever you are, think about it. Have you ever bothered to find out what that oil is? Because that will take you from the prophetic word to the promise. Sometimes it happens quickly. We're not going to be like Noah, working for a long, long time. But other times it will take a process and we need to continue. I'm hammering it in. I'm building internally. I'm building an ark that I can carry the promise of God. And you know, as He hammered, He built capacity. About 120,000 animals fitted in. But God has given us an anointing. So we didn't, don't need to strive. Your oil will offset strain. Come on, your oil will offset lack. Your oil will offset, you know, um, forcing things. It'll flow. It'll fit as we move under the anointing of God and we need to just pick it up. Your oil is connected to God's biggest, bigger purpose. Esther couldn't hide in the palace. Her oil of anointing of favor, of being able to gain attention, was called on to save a nation. Come on, your oil of anointing has been called on right now by God. Are you gonna give what you have over to God? are you going to follow when God speaks? God wants to lay out a challenge to each and every one of us tonight. Move on God's prophetic direction, His prophetic voice. It's up to us to move accordingly.